This is the Visionary Collective podcast, helping visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs and leaders come together to activate their biggest visions and have the unshakable confidence to build a successful and fulfilling life and business that makes a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to create the foundations and growth to build your legacy. You know you are here to do something bigger as part of the Visionary Collective. So hi, and welcome to this episode. And today I've got the pleasure of having an amazing guest with me called Claire Chambers and aka Miss Dress. Claire and I have known each other for 10 plus years. She's been my stylist for the whole of that time. She's a former fashion and celebrity stylist who now really specializes in helping business owners and leaders articulate and simplify their personal brand by storytelling through personal style. She's based in Ibiza, lucky Claire, particularly now when it's freezing, but travels frequently back to the UK. And she works with clients both online and in person and has styled over 1500 women's wardrobes. So welcome, Claire. It's funny telling you, giving your introduction because you're also my friend. (laughs) Thank you so much, Lisa. (laughs) Such a pleasure and an honor to be on your podcast. I know we've been talking about this for absolutely ages. So it's great that I'm finally joining you for this episode. Amazing. And I say you and I have known each other for 10 plus years. I always know it's about 10 years because it's around the time that I had my daughter. I was just about to say, it's about the same age as Ella Ray, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I started doing personal styling with you in London, doing face to face sessions, running around Westfields, I seem to remember. Yes. And then, of course, you transformed your business into something that was online and now it's going through another evolution. Yeah. So I'm really fascinated for the listeners of this podcast just to hear a bit about your story because I know what an evolution it's been and how you keep recreating it as a visionary, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it's really important for everybody listening to go back to the very beginning, which is that straight after finishing university, my getting my fashion degree, that I worked as a fashion assistant. Like that's really where the vision began because I was always incredibly ambitious. Like I knew from 16 that I wanted to go into the fashion industry. And I knew at university, I was like, I want to work on magazines. I want to work on magazines and I want to work on TV shows. And so I kind of engineered my degree around that to ensure that that's exactly what I did. So I walked straight into a job as fashion assistant at Glamour magazine. Oh, brilliant. And really that's where I kind of cemented my roots. And I I had this vision, like I was like, out of all the fashion assistants that worked on the magazine, I was the only one that didn't speak two languages. So the other assistants either spoke Italian or French, and they were the ones that did the the job between working between Paris and Milan, whereas I, only speaking English, was the one that got sent to New York and LA. And oh my goodness, did it oh, annoy the life. <laughs> because I was like, you know, I just had it in my, I was like, I want this job, I want to do this. And really that's where that kind of like goal getting, that bigger vision, that bigger picture came from. And so then I sort of built up a name for myself as being this this fashion assistant. And then I got picked up by an agent that then took me on a journey at becoming a freelance stylist, where I then worked for a multitude of different magazines, publications, TV shows. 
and celebrities and models. And that's really where my journey into personal styling began, because one of the two of the shows I worked on, very briefly, I worked on Trini and Susanna's What Not to Wear. And then I ended up working on 10 Years Younger, the Channel 4 Mm. TV show. And I became very friendly with the presenter at the time who had own personal styling business. Her name was Nikki, Nikki Hamilton-Jones. And I began working for her business. And that was really my first ever time of working with, I say in inverted commas, real women. Because up mm. until that point, I'd only ever worked with models and celebrities. And bearing in mind at this stage, I'm only 27. <laughs> and I'd reached fashion editorship for a publication. And I worked on this TV show. And I just began finding so much purpose through suddenly working with individuals and hearing about their story, their backstory. Mm. And thinking about how they needed to dress to help themselves evolve, cement their self, their self-identity and really kind of get clear on at back in the day. I used to call it the narrative, the narrative that they wanted to tell about themselves. And so that's where Mistress was born, because then I was like, you know what, I'm going to leave the magazine business and I'm going to set up my own business. So that that in itself was a brave move, right? It was. I mean, I think it was just the fact that I was just young, fearless, <laughs> didn't know any different and just did it and, and had no idea what I was letting myself in for running a business. But it was just like, I think one of the biggest things is I don't procrastinate. I come up with an idea and then I just go with it. You know, and I've and that is something that I've done throughout my entire career so far, and certainly in business, is that I don't really procrastinate. I'm just like, I'm just gonna do it anyway. So then Mistress was born and back, like you said, in the day, it started off as being this personal shopping service where I would take individual shopping with them around the shops, like literally. Oh my god, it was like a military operation, wasn't it? I remember you saying that to me of like, it's not going to be like a normal shopping trip. This no. is like a military operation. And it really was like, in out, in out. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and I used to do wardrobe sessions. And then 2013, my husband and I decided to move to Ibiza. And that was, you know, like, a, you know, Ibiza. It's like, you know, it's incredible. It's like island. But, you know, my my business was based in London. So for the first four or five years of living here, I used to travel back to London a lot to continue the business. And then I kind of realized, you know what, that by that point, I'd really kind of evolved my life here in Ibiza. No, it's like I need to to find a way of creating more balance because I was really reaching burnout by this point. In fact, I did burn out and I was like, I need to evolve the business so that it can be online. And by this point, online styling was sort of like a new thing. Didn't nobody really knew how it worked. And I just came up like I worked with a business coach and uh, somebody that you know, Lisa. And that was how I then evolved the business into being this online where it started off like literally helping women to empower themselves through style. And over the, well, that was, yeah, 2017 that that all happened. And then I have 
basically the business has gone through many, many evolutions since then, because as we all know, the online world is changing all of the time, as is the fashion industry, actually, in the way yeah. that we shop our, our shopping habits, sustainability, values around how we shop. COVID <laughs> has had a massive impact. And one of the things I've come back to, I really felt this big calling, like having helped, you know, a lot of women, like literally well over a thousand women to empower themselves through style. One of the things that I've always come back to is that I really help women in business, both business owners and those that are leaders within companies to really help to get clearer on the message that they're sending out about mm. themselves, about what they do, that really helps to reflect and represent themselves within business much more clearly, much more in an empowered way. And so that's been my latest evolution is to now position myself as a personal branding stylist who specifically helps business women create clearer messaging around their personal brand through personal style. Absolutely. And and I can I can speak to this as well because you've helped me, right? You know, I think initially as a person, as you know, an individual that wants to work on my style, but in the latter years, absolutely aligned to my business. Hundred percent. So you and I have had a lot of conversations, haven't we, through the last few years of okay, I'm having a photo shoot. What does that look like? What images do I want on my website? What am I trying to convey about myself? You know, and I always think, because I've worked with fashion companies a lot, as you know, in my own business, and I always think we struggle with this, like people see fashion as frivolous. Mm. And I really don't, because I've experienced what fashion can do and the impact on our emotional and mental health of taking care of ourselves and, you know, feeling good about ourselves, right? When we step out the door. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is... So much of what I have done over the years of the business is to help to retell that story. And I say it in inverted commas, story around fashion being frivolous, that actually it's a tool. It's a tool. It's a communication tool in life, both in terms of self-perception and in terms of the way that other people perceive you. Mm. And Exactly like you said, I mean, you know, your journey with style has been when we first started working together, it was like, you know, you were you were just coming, you, you had a newborn baby, basically. Yeah. And you were then sort of like returning to work, stepping up the business, back the old model of the business. And then as time has evolved, life has evolved. And, you know, your business has gone through many, many different pivots. And (laughs) I have been along the road with you on that front. And also, as you've grown as a woman in terms of wisdom, experience, and how we've kind of like, you know, allowed that to be illustrated through the way that you dress. Yeah. And I I always say to people, I feel like I have like, I have the people that work in my business, but I also have my virtual team. Yeah. I see you as kind of part of my virtual team. You know, it's like, I wouldn't dream of doing a photo shoot without without us having a call first. Exactly. I mean, I'm exactly the same as you, you know, I have like, you know, I've got exactly that people that work for, you know, with me on my business. And then I've got the 
external team my I I, I call them my life team actually you <laughs> yes. know like like all the other people that you know I just couldn't be without it without in life it's like you know it's like, what's the saying it takes a it takes a village to grow <laughs> to, 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 to to create a strong woman or something yeah 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 exactly. so true. yeah so, so what is what is it specifically about working with these kind of people so with particularly female business owners, you know, leaders in the world. What is it about that that's your real mission? You know, somebody wants to describe me. This is in a in another podcast. They describe me as a feminine feminist. <laughs> I was like, that's not a bad way to describe it, actually. But I have always felt incredibly passionate about helping to empower women. Mm. And I know that one of the ways to empower ourselves as a, as a woman is through the way that we dress because it is telling that story not a fake story the mm. real story the real story and about helping you to show up for yourself every day even on the days when you know the chips are down and how you can dress your way through it to style your mindset into reminding yourself of who you really are or that woman that you're becoming in the same way as helping you to feel stronger, both in your personal and professional life through that communication and the way that you dress, that perception. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautifully said. And I know from my work in organizations that this whole concept of feminine energy is coming to the fore more and more Mm. so that we as women can wear feminine clothes and be in our feminine energy and still be strong and powerful like feminine does not mean weak feminine means strong and powerful and creative and intuitive and all of those pieces right and I love that I really see that more and more even within the bigger corporates that I work with yeah and and COVID has helped that actually because now all those dress codes have gone out of the window right so now in a way there's more pressure for people in business what the hell do I wear now I can't just turn up in a suit that's not the it doesn't work that way anymore right exactly but as women the only thing is that we still have this habitual society problem that follows us around, which is that this is particularly as women, this is not the same for men, but as women, we are judged within seven seconds of someone meeting us. Mm. And so consequently, that judgment, this is just human conditioning, is that that judgment falls heavily on our appearance. So we can't really string a sentence together in seven seconds. Now online, that is shortened. And the new statistics are saying that it is 1.5 seconds. Somebody's already formed an opinion, whether they like you, whether they want to know you, trust you. And the way that we are conditioned is that that opinion keeps on happening. So, you know, even when somebody knows us, (laughs) is that when they see us, they've already made a snap judgment in their heads about us. And Mm. so one of the things I say is, yeah, you know, it could be a disadvantage as a woman, but actually you can swing that into being your greatest advantage in life through the way that you dress. You're able to tell that story that you want people to know about you through your clothing. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your journey, because I really see you as a visionary, Claire. And, 
you know, I've been on this journey with you. I've seen the evolutions and I see how you pivot and I see how you're always tuning into the next pieces of your business, right? So tell us a little bit about, because it's not the easiest journey sometimes, right? It has its, you know, no. you definitely choose a journey that has peaks and troughs. Right? Oh gosh, right. Do I just, yeah. So I, I I laugh then because it's always like when you say to me, oh, you know, Claire, I see you as this visionary. I'm like, really? <laughs> and it's like uh, when other people say, gosh, you're such a, you know, you're such an entrepreneurial businesswoman. I'm like, really? I, I just don't, don't see myself as that way. So how how what was uh, remind me of the question again so so just tell me a little bit about this journey as a visionary for you the kind of peaks and troughs and you know what does it mean being a visionary in your business the peaks and troughs well I mean as I said the thing I always I think put drives me forward is the fact that I come up with these ideas and and I've got to say I'm always driven by my desire to give like Mm. I think that's the biggest thing is that as I said to you you know my biggest dream the thing that I know I can give to the world is helping women feel empowered through the way that they dress and like Mm. that is up there as being the kind of driving force behind everything I do. And the second thing, as I mentioned also earlier, is that I don't procrastinate. I think that's the biggest thing. Like if I come, I I will come up with an idea and I'll I'll weigh it up and I'll think, okay, right, you know, is this possible? And then I'll go for it. Now, the thing is that, you know, there are plenty of peaks and troughs and the troughs aren't just about financial things, you know, where you think that was a bad, bad financial decision. It's also like, you know, you can do things where it burns you out. Like, you know, my desire to kind of constantly keep giving also meant that I I burnt myself out. And then there's things which are just like, that's so out of alignment with me. Why did mm. I do that? Mm. But I think the biggest thing, and this sounds really pretentious and also so oh so fashionable but it's doing it's constantly doing the inner work and Mm. when I use that expression the inner work for me what I mean is that I spend a lot of time daily thinking about who I am what I'm all about making sure that I appreciate everything around me and that if something bad happens in business in particular like, I don't know, something goes wrong with a client or meeting or a business deal doesn't work out the way I want it to be. I always take that time to think, what happened? What, what What's the bigger message around that? Mm. And that's how you're able to move forward and move through it with not always speed, but you're able to learn and to then take that, evolve from that. Yeah. So, so that is where really, when I say the inner work, that's what I mean by inner work is always taking that time to reflect, to go within, to think about it. And also when I'm making bigger decisions is to like, you know, the next program I'm going to do, the next evolution, I'm like, you know, making sure that I get in touch with taking that time to get in touch with what it, what is the bigger purpose of it? Like what I want to do, because too many people I see, hear, listen to, you know, watch, they don't do that part. Mm, mm. They miss it out. And the integrity, the alignment is out the window. And far too often it just comes crashing around their ears. Yeah. Might not be straight away, but later on, and it can have devastating results. So I think it's so important to 
kind of constantly just take that time to to stand still and take yeah. stock and to do it daily. Absolutely. And you know, I'm, you know <laughs> you're talking my language here clearly know, as a well, coach. That's, you that's know. why you and I have been on, on this journey together because we can talk like this and absolutely. I know your listeners will understand exactly what I'm saying. Yes. And I and I absolutely agree because I would say even working with some of the, you know, big high profile visionaries that I've been in contact with through the years, if your your business as a visionary is an extension of you to a degree, right? It's not you, you sh- it needs to be separate as well, but your energy is so important in it. Yeah. And if your energy goes off or you're not looking after yourself or you're burning out, or as I've seen with many female clients, you know, everything becomes about work and then, you know, relationships suffer and family life suffers and all of those things you know, it's not sustainable. And I've started talking about this concept that I call visionary success. So not just success on a financial level or that my business is doing well, but actually like, do I feel fulfilled? Do I feel a yeah. sense of meaning? Do I have time to play with my kids? You know, yeah. And, and do I have time to have a relationship? Do I, you know, and, and success across all those levels. And I feel like now we know that women shoulder a lot of the the weight in in households, right? Yeah. Still for practical stuff and childcare and cleaning the house and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I feel like now as women, it's kind of saying, well, what do I really want? What's important yeah. to me? What do I want? What's the balance? <laughs> it's so good me having this successful business and then having no time for my kids, right? Exactly. And then, I, you know, you're a working mum like me. So we're constantly yeah, in that balance, exactly. aren't we? Exactly. And it's so true. I'm, I'm glad you, you said that because I, I too spend a lot of time redefining, or, or certainly in this last year, because I do feel like coming out of COVID has been a bit of a process. Like so many of my mm. clients all have this discussion, haven't we, together as a collective inside of my program. It's redefining success. And I've definitely felt a lot of that this year because, you know, again, going back to talking about feminine energy, that when I was really caught up in my masculine energy, I was all about the money. Whereas mm-hmm. now, actually, that's not enough in this for me for success. It is about having that balance. And yeah, you know, I, I love having spending a lot of time with my daughter as well as serving serving other women and helping them to to empower themselves and to and to help them define their success through the way that they dress yeah so if I'm if I'm a business owner or I'm a senior leader in business say and I'm thinking oh you know I'm not I'm not feeling it I'm like or or maybe even just I don't even know what my style is you know I just yeah you know, where would I start as that kind of individual? Well, in actual fact, so there's two parts. It's like the types of women I work with, that they they feel exactly like that. They're like, something's off with my style. I really need to feel like it's no longer the wardrobe that I'm looking at is a different person or Mm. it's a it's a previous life but equally I work with women and more so very recently where they've actually got a great wardrobe Mm. like it just doesn't match the person that they really are so you know it's not about everybody thinking my wardrobe sucks it's awful it can be an amazing wardrobe but it's just looks like it belongs to somebody else yeah and I think that is the telltale sign there is that this wardrobe doesn't look like it belongs to me anymore Mm. irrespective of whether the clothes in there are gorgeous or not so nice 
And that's where you start. And the process that I always say to everybody is that when you, before you even start chucking stuff out of the wardrobe, getting to the point where you're like, I'm going to burn the whole thing to the ground, is you need to look at yourself first. Mm. And I have this magical method I use, which is called the five word star manifesto. Now, I'm sure some of your listeners will have heard me talk about this before, which is just like a politician's declaration of intent for whatever they're going to do for the government. This is a declaration of intent for the way that you're going to dress and you're going to show up for yourself. Mm. And these five words are really what helps you then to decide on whether your wardrobe is really in alignment with you and the contents is actually, if all of it needs to go, some of it needs to stay. And so this process, you start with the five words. So I'm going to go through these five words to help the listeners decipher their five word star manifesto. So word number one of your manifesto is what is your strongest characteristic? Like what's that overarching characteristic that you want to express and communicate about yourself through the way that you dress. Now, I think you and I have got the same same word. I've got my my manifesto here, which is leader. Is yours mm. leader? I can't remember. I think I think, got... I, think I I've changed it to visionary now. I think That's like you have yes. you've used your visionary because this yeah. is something I do with all my clients. We start with the five word manifesto because How are you going to know how you're going to dress, like what it is that you want to tell the world if you don't know yourself, if you haven't taken the time to really kind of like nail down your message? Yeah. So then number two is a word that you aspire to be more of, or Mm. you want to make sure that when you dress, you really show up as that person. Like you kind of like almost bit of a kind of forceful pushing yourself. So my second word, believe it or not, is confident because, mm. you know, I've got to, I've got to go on stage. I've got to like, you know, talk in front of lots and lots of women. I've got to kind of be the confident leader in front of my clients. It's a word. And I just have to remind myself every day when I'm getting dressed that that's what I want to portray. I need to tell myself as well. Okay, so that's the second word, a word that you aspire to be more of. Now, the third Mm. word, word number three on your five word star manifesto, we're talking about the aesthetic. What is that kind of like overall look that you want to get across? So this word could be something like modern, classic, contemporary. I've got lux as my third word. What's your third word? Do you know it? Oh. You know, I've been, I've, I'm actually thinking about my plans for next year and I've been contemplating this actually because I do redo my manifesto every yeah. year. And I think uh, the word, I think it's funky feminine. That's, that's Ooh, what I like I'm feeling. That. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. great. Yeah. yeah that, that's what I, I was actually thinking about this this morning, knowing that we were going to have this chat. And I think funky feminine is my, so it has that slightly, edginess about it it's not feminine girly feminine but it has that edge in it but feminine is very important to me so I think that's my third one yeah yeah like that because other words that some of my other clients have got for their third word is um like bright which I think has been one of your words before yes colorful vibrant vibrant fun yeah feminine is is is, has been up there 
and soft or romantic has been others that mm. some of the other, other ladies have chosen. So, you know, there's words, there's all different types of words there that you can think of. Now, the fourth word for your manifesto relates to your lifestyle. Okay, mm. so this is the thing. This is part of the story that you either need to remind yourself of about who you are or the story you want to tell other people. So this fourth word can be anything, again, like an, a, another keyword could be fun. That's what you put in the fun. Like I'm a fun person. I want to remind myself I'm a fun person. I want to let everybody else know I'm a fun person. I'm not this boring person. Or maybe it's something more like for me, my fourth word that describes my lifestyle is social. Like mm. I I felt after COVID, this has been a really important word to have on my manifesto this, this year is that I am a sociable person. Mm. I you know love hanging out with my girlfriends. I love going to different kind of events, meeting new people. It's really helped me to, to remind myself. And it's also in the way that I dress. It kind of, you know, it, the way I dress I helps to display and illustrate the fact that I'm an open, mm. I'm open to meeting new people. I'm not kind of like closed. It's not all severe the way that I dress. Yeah. What's your fourth word? Do you, can you remember? Do you know, I might steal that one. <laughs> Social. Because, yeah. yeah. Because I, because I've been feeling that, you know, as a single parent, it's obviously, you know, getting out and about is a bit more challenging. Mm. We've just created this single mums group, actually, me and a few of my friends to, support each other and help each other and have social time together because it is challenging yeah so I, I like that I like social and open yeah you know, I think that's sort of and, and I do find that a lot with the way that I dress because you know I dress very consciously as you do and you know I, I find my clothing opens up conversations yeah you know like it, I wear a dress on the school run and people will be like oh you look nice today where are you going I'm, like, I'm going nowhere I just fancy wearing this lovely dress today and it starts off a conversation so do you know what I mean it's kind of like so I like the openness I like the individuality as well that's the other thing that I always love in my manifesto is that individual sense you know yeah so that I mean like that's another great word for that lifestyle is individual mm. you know that could that could be like num word number one, like strongest characteristic, but equally it could be one that goes down there on as being part describing your lifestyle, who you are. You know, and so then the fifth and final word for your manifesto is going to be another word that really describes another strong characteristic that you possess, or one again bit like word number two that you desire to to behold more mm. and to in envelope yourself in yeah so this could be anything so it could be like you know again like driven confident motivated individualistic and it could be anything like that empowered I mean my fifth word is abundant okay mm. because this has been a word that I have been but going back to what we said, which is redefining what success means like, I'm also redefining to myself this last sort of like six months-ish what abundance means to me. Mm. So I've been put that word on there because I really want to embody that in the way that I dress, thinking about what this new word means to me. Yes. Yes. I love that. And you know, it's so interesting hearing you talk this through again, Claire, because Every time I hear you talk it through, and I've, you know, I've heard you many times, I've done it many times for myself, I do it as part of my 
end of year, beginning of year planning, which I know oh, we yeah. do within the star plan, yeah. which is your membership. But I always get something new from hearing you talk about it. And yeah. I think that's part of being the founder of it. Like I know it and I've experienced it before, but actually doing it, hearing you talk about it, it's like it's your thing. It has your energy in it because yeah. you're the founder of it. It's so interesting. So you've got my brain pinging off now. Yeah. Oh, oh I might steal exactly. that word or I might, oh, maybe, you know, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? it yeah. And it, it's, it's, so it's a key part of my planning for the next year is to say, okay, so where am I evolving to? I have big plans for my business next year, as I know you do too. So it's kind of, oh, what, what is this? I really need to feel into these words. I'm very kinesthetic. So I have to sort of feel into them. And exactly. And you've you know? hit the nail on the head right there. Feel into the words, mm. embody them. Because what's going to happen is when you've decided on your five words, is that you're going to write them down on a post it note. Yeah. Now, the importance of writing them down on a post-it note, as Lisa will will say to you, is that that post-it note, it's a bit like an affirmation that you've perhaps written in the past. You stick that post-it note either on the inside of your wardrobe to remind you every day of the energy around Mm. what you're going to wear together, or or it's on the mirror where you check your outfit for the day. Now, note how I said it's the energy Mm. it's not because like obviously your five words are most likely going to be quite abstract like for instance I've just rattle off my five words again I've got leader confident luxe social abundant well the thing about those five words is I'm not really going to pick out an outfit and go huh or pick out an item of clothing and go that says Lux, or well, maybe that, that word I might say, that says abundant. It's the energy of when I've got that outfit on mm. that then helps me to lean in and embody these words. When I've got this outfit on, does this make me feel confident? Mm. Does this make me feel lux? Feel like being social mm. in this outfit? Or mm. do I feel like, you know, hiding away in home? When we use the words this way to, again, first of all, help to affirm and or retell our self-perception of ourselves, then when we've got clear on that, that's then when the message we send out to everyone else becomes much clearer. Mm. The funny thing I've got to tell you, Claire, is sometimes when I've done this process, people will say things like people almost say those words to me. It's hilarious. Because it, yeah, Yeah. it happens. It happens because this is the power of you getting clear on who you are. This is the mistake that most people think. They think, like, you know, right, I don't feel great about myself, or certainly women, I'll go and buy a new top. And essentially, that new top is just papering over a very big crack. Yeah. You've got to style the mind before you even attempt to style the wardrobe. Oh, I love that, Claire. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to write, that should be one of your quotes. <laughs> you have to style your mind before you style your wardrobe. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. I've never heard you say that before. Yeah. I love it. No. Oh, oh, maybe it's just landed with me today, but I just, <laughs> I do love that because you know, this is this is about true empowerment, isn't it? Yeah. It's taking control of our story, taking control of what we present to the world, but not just on the outside, on the inside, you yeah. know? And, you know, we're touching on sustainability here as well, aren't we? Which is, I know, has become more and more important to all of us across the years of 
as you say, not going, oh, I'm going to send all my clothes to the charity shop and start again. It's saying, well, okay, I know from my own experience, I might have an item in my wardrobe. I go, yeah, I'm not sure about that. And then you say to me, hold on, put that with this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, I love it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, because it's just, it's got a new lease of life. So I think that that thing about, you know, I think for me personally, I'm I'm in your group program, the style plan, which you can talk about in a second. But I also do value my personal time with you because, you know, there's no substitute, is there really, for personal time of going, you know, just having you in my wardrobe on Zoom and just, you know, <laughs> playing around and seeing the combinations. Yeah, exactly. I know often you will say to me, put that with that. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And then I put it on and I'm like, oh, I love it. It just, yeah. that, that's now elevated that item in my wardrobe again. Precisely, precisely. Because, you know, that's exactly how I work. I get to know you as a person, get to know what you're all about the message you want to put out to the world and then we start to look at the wardrobe it's so so important to do it that way round and it's also yeah I mean I'm glad you touched that sustainability because you know as a stylist for this interview I'm sitting in front of my wardrobe and my wardrobe is literally just a double doored wardrobe there is Mm. there is no more to it and I am not just I'm proud of the fact that, you know, I will turn up on social media wearing the same things over and over and over again over the years. I just show that I style them differently mm. because that is hugely important to me. That And it always has been. And it's even more so now to not keep buying, 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 buying stuff is that, you know, you you work with what you've got. And it's about constantly reimagining how you're going to wear it. Mm. And so one season, you know, we might wear, I'm just going to pick like a skirt of yours with a certain top and a jacket and another type of top and jacket. And then the following season, I'm like, right, scrap that outfit. Let's re let's re redo this outfit. Now we're going to team that skirt with this top, these boots and this, this coat or whatever it is going to be. Yeah. So that, you know, it's constantly being reinvented. Mm. And I, I've just moved house, as you know. So it's quite interesting because I've had to get all my clothes out and put them back in and play yeah. around with them a bit. And as you'll know, also, you know, I've been going through menopause and I've put some weight on and that's affected the way I felt my clothes. And actually, I have found a miracle nutritionist, actually, that's helped good. with that situation. So that's all good. But it's been interesting because I said to LRA, my daughter, I said, I'm going to challenge myself a bit having moved into this new house and I'm going to pick something from my wardrobe and I'm going to see, I'm going to make myself fall in love with it again, see what I can do. And so I've got a black jumpsuit in my wardrobe that I know a few of us had from a couple of years ago with a zip up the front. And I had that on the other day and I had my Nike high tops on and I dug out my camel coat, not my parka, but my smart camel coat Hmm. and had a cap on. I meant to post a picture, actually. I I, I didn't have my wardrobe in my mirror up in the house because we were still in chaos. But I was like, oh, I like this. Like, this is a really cool outfit. And I'd completely forgotten about that jumpsuit, but I love it, you know? So to me, it's just like, it's also about playful creativity, right? I think that's the other thing that you bring is like, have a play with your clothes, have fun with it. Don't have it as a source of stress and pressure in your life. Exactly. And and you, that's another good point to give the listeners is also to record it 
when you create a great outfit, yeah, take, take a, a photo. Selfie. Yeah. Take a selfie to remind yourself that's a great outfit. And then put up what I get all of you to do is to place those outfit selfies that you take into an album on your phone so that when you're having one of those moments of, oh, I don't know what to wear, that you can refer to this album on your phone and there you will find out that you're like, that's a good one. I'm going to wear that today. Yes. That reflects my five word style manifesto that says what I need to say about myself today. I feel good. This express this is great self-expression as well as telling the story that I want to tell everybody. Yeah. And and I think it, you know, for me, it's so easy. I, you know, I've gone from living in, you know, London years ago to West Sussex, now to Bournemouth, where it gets more like the star gets more and more casual. <laughs> and and yeah. last year particularly, I was kind of like, oh, I was actually working on my casual style, to be fair, but I was like, oh, you know, now I can wear like a pair of track pants and high tops and I still feel good, right? Yeah. But, but I but I realised I've gone too far that way. And I was like, actually, I love my dress. I've got a dress on today and I, I love my dresses yeah. and I love that, what you call a hybrid, right? My clumpy yeah. boots and my dress and my more masculine jacket. I love that look. And so I've had to, you know, I think it's about constantly recalibrating, isn't it? And I said to LOA before we moved here, I was like, oh, I feel a bit like, Oh, I just need to make a bit more of an effort. And I've, mm. I've gone a bit too far the other, the comfort way. Exactly. I and mean, I like, to... you know, I mean, there's been a, this huge, you know, era of our lives that have actually contributed heavily to the fact that we all went very casual. Mm. And, and, you know, I mean, we've, we've really seen that this year is that a lot of, uh, certainly for this winter, I'm seeing a lot more dressed up women and like, no, to hell with it. I spent three years of the last three winters not making an effort because I was confined to the four walls of my house that I'm like, no, I want to make an effort, which is why, you know, it's like that there's so much uh, more, you know, dressy stuff out there. Yeah, And you're right, because it's also the fact that just as you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, is that, you know, feminine, what it means to lean into our feminine energy is also being rewritten. The rule, mm. you know, what that means. I feel like, you know, we're in a, a really transformative time right now. Mm. And that really does, you know, impact. It's like, you know, actually I can make an effort and I can do, you know, and and it's still comfortable. It's not, you know, to dress up doesn't mean it needs to be uncomfortable. It's just, you know, I feel good about myself. Mm. I'm showing up for myself. I'm thinking about my future me. Because often, you know, I will say this to everybody listening is that it's very difficult. You're making the job so much harder for yourself in terms of visualizing the future you if you're constantly presenting the old version of you as a reflection yeah like you're holding up the mirror and all you're seeing is the old version of you like you know so like you're saying there that you know you were still dressing in your comfy casuals you've moved to another new place it's like no this is now projecting my new future self personally professionally I need to step up to the plate. I need to present a new vision that allows me to put myself out there to meet new people in the area that I'm living in that allows me to step into that next level of leadership for my business. I need to physically, visibly show up differently to remind her, the her that's inside me, of where she's going. 
Yeah. She needs a little bit of a map in front of her, <laughs> a bit of a sat-nav to be able to give her a bit of direction. She can't possibly know where she's heading if she's got, you know, what her inner self is saying, do this, do that. But then the out external self is going, uh-uh, we're going to stay right here because this <laughs> yeah. is that comfortable zone. Exactly, exactly. So tell us, Claire, tell us that, like, if people are, I'm sure people are listening to this going, oh, my God, this sounds amazing. <laughs> it's like exactly what I need. And I say you're part of my my team and, you know, I'm in your style plan membership. And I say you, you, you know, you're part of my business team as well as my personal team in terms of my photo shoots, my image, where I'm going, you know, well, and also dating, obviously, but yeah, <laughs> across yeah. the whole spectrum. So how how do people work with you? Because I know your business model is evolving as well. So yeah. what's yeah. the best way for people to work with <laughs> so you it's now? An, it's an interesting time to kind of like, because I've got, because uh, all of my lead magnets are sort of like half made. So the first thing to do, but certainly just to be able to get free advice to actually see what I look like, because of course this is a thing on podcast, is to come and follow me on Instagram. So mm-hmm. that's misdress underscore score stylist and then from there you will find lots of little links but equally it's to reach out to me via via email as well so the email is claire spelled c-l-a-r-e at miss-dress.com and I offer a variety of things. So we've talked here about the style plan. That is my signature program. It's a seasonal program where you join a collective of women, including Lisa, where I help you to curate your personal brand style for the season. So that mm-hmm. means like literally putting to helping you to put together a wardrobe that expresses yourself. And as we've done, using the five word star here is to really crystallize that message you need to get out the story or stories you need your style to be telling about yourself personally and professionally and then also again we talked about it there branding per or photo shoots a lot mm-hmm. of you whether you work for a business you or you run your own business personal branding shoots are really important being able to get across who you are i also offer one one off sessions on helping you to decipher your outfit. So again, messaging, what is it that you need to communicate in those images? Because that's much harder. A lot of people think I need to just dress up in a photo shoot. Not always the way we need to Mm. figure out the messages that you need to work with. And then also, if neither of those things are the thing for you, then I do also do wardrobe sessions in person and online. You just have to reach out to me to discuss. Yeah. Amazing. And the other thing we haven't said, but we should mention at this point is that, you know, within the style plan and within your community in general, it's such a powerful community of women, right? And a really collaborative, wonderful, supportive community of women. So I think that's one of the things energetically that you've created is this you know, there's no, I'd have to say no bitchiness, no competitiveness, no nothing in there. It's like uh, everybody's rooting for each other, right? Yeah, and 100%. we're also honest, like sometimes I'll, you know, somebody will post an outfit and say, what do you think? And everyone's like, oh, I think it needs a belt or how about yeah. try it with these boots, you know? So, exactly. so it's, it, it's, it's supportive and it's, you know, but yeah. I, I really feel like we're cheerleaders for each other and that in yeah, itself exactly. is worth its weight in gold, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, exactly that. So the style plan is my group program and, and exactly that, you know, like you say, you know, 
vast, most people want to be on my group program because of the fact that it's actually, you know, this, like you say, it's a collective of women. Well, we're a mix of business owners, business leaders, and we all come together primarily, you know, to help talk about them, you know, through really wanting to elevate ourselves through style and empower ourselves. But equally, off the back of that, we're a bunch of like-minded women who really enjoy sharing one another. And I'm glad you said that because it is cheerleading, isn't it? And it mm. feels, you know, every every new woman that steps inside that group was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I was just coming here for the style. And now I've just found a whole new group of women that are on my kind of wavelength. Yeah. And... I, you know, I mean, I never imagined it when I when I first created the style plan. It's like how many of you, and actually off the back of several of my other programs, is how many of you have become such good friends? Yeah, some of you work together. You text one another, like you know, totally like nothing to do with me. Meet up for coffees. I love it. It's it's yeah. it's an, it's truly amazing how how yeah. it's um you know it's not just about style it, you know that's the kind of thread that runs through it all but how you're you know then it just has expanded beyond that to to be a collective of women so yeah it's yeah. amazing and I think you know I talk a lot about co-creation in my model and my business and I think you know I really feel like these communities and these connections are the new way of doing business, right? That we, you know, we're not, even if I'm working with another coach, I'm me and they're them. So, you know, we're very different. So we're coming together collectively to create change on the planet. I mean, yeah. ultimately that's it, right? And to yeah. elevate consciousness, that's really what we're all up to. So Exactly, exactly. You know? And you know what? That was made all the more powerful only a couple of weeks ago when, you know, I said, I, I created the Star Plan three years ago at the beginning of the, of the pandemic. And two weeks ago was the first time that most of the group actually came together in person in London. And it was so special. And hearing them all just talk away and like, oh, we're going to do the, you know, let's do this together and let's do that together in 2023. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> One of those pinch me moments, right? Of just going, it was, oh my it God. Really was. When I stepped back yeah. in the group, I was like, wow, this yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Well, we could talk all day, Claire. Could, yeah. <laughs> I, I've loved doing this episode with you. And, Thank you, you know, so I, I really know your big purpose in the world and, and the work that you're doing, because say I've experienced it too. But also, you know, for those of you, whether you're at the start of the journey, whether you have an amazing wardrobe, but you'll feel like you're in the next evolution of it, you help people all along that journey, right? So, 100%, yeah. um, and especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're starting your own business, you run your own business and your personal brand is important to you. So we'll put all the links to Claire's yeah. um, Instagram and email and everything in the show notes of this episode so you can get in touch. But I just want to say thank you so much for being a guest. I know this will be one of our favorite episodes. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> to everybody who doesn't want to know how to have an amazing style, right? And all of that. So thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate it. Thanks, and um, yeah, maybe we'll do a follow-up once we get all the questions to this one. <laughs> thank you so much. Take care, Claire. Bye. Thank you for listening to Visionary Collective Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you want to be part of this exciting, bigger movement, come and join other amazing visionary purpose-led entrepreneurs in my free Facebook group, The Visionary Collective.